So there's a, a common sentiment that is, uh, in my ears will prick up anytime I hear these types of phrases, I work hard. Mm-hmm. I work hard. I, I work harder than Joe. I work harder. I, I deserve more. And then when you back up and zoom out a little bit, you, you ask, what does that mean? What does it mean if you say you work hard? Mm-hmm. How do we know how effectively you're working compared to anybody else if we're using those types of phrases? And a hard part here is it could be that you do work very hard, mm-hmm. but are working really inefficiently. Oh, yeah. So all of your energy gets converted to heat and light mm-hmm. instead of productive productive work. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes the people who work longer hours are less effective and less productive, less profitable. So when we hear those words, I work hard, it doesn't mean that, that we scrutinize them, but we should start asking questions about what does that mean? Mm-hmm. How do we measure whether or not you're working hard? And a properly developed and shareable tasking system gives you the ability to, to translate what that actually means. Welcome to The Critical Path with Mary and Jason, a podcast about business development, company culture, and loving the place you work just a little bit more. This is episode 31, and we're going to be talking about something a little less exciting than leadership, but just as important. What are we talking about, Jason? Time management. And we're talking about tasking. I mean, time management, kind of, yeah. but tasking, which is like one of the most important cornerstones of time management. It is. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. But first of all, a little housekeeping. We barely have Jason on board right now at all. So they are doing work in the office directly above ours. And I'm not sure what kind of work they're doing, but it sounds like they're like, doing jumping jacks up there. You think? What does it sound like? No. No. Don't know. (laughs) You can't do this, can you? Can't do this. All right. Do you trust that they're going to stop jumping up and down on the ceiling up there? Nope. I don't. So this is take two, like a half an hour later. I don't know how any of this gets edited together, but we're just going to keep running from where we were. We suspect the workers on the second floor may be having lunch right now. It seems quiet. It's pretty good. They picked it back up. I don't know if they're just moving further away. <laughs> so the, the real question is, are you are you ready to podcast? I'm trying. Do you have your jetpack <clears> on? <throat> <laughs> Love it. You ready to talk about tasking? Of course. Are you excited about tasking? I'm so excited about tasking. That's getting closer to the Jason we know and love. <laughs> Working on it. So the starting point for this conversation is whatever we do at all of our clients, whenever we get started, usually the very first thing that we do, the very first thing that we address, everyone is different and what everyone needs is different. But the one thing that's the same is everyone, almost everyone, needs to start with time management. Most companies struggle with time management. Most companies struggle with having enough people, uh, especially in economies like we're in right now. The sentiment is we need more people who have the talent we need. So most folks are about 50% efficient. And what would that mean if we could become 75% efficient? Essentially, we could increase our output uh, by a significant amount by adding zero people. So it makes it look like we've increased our workforce, Mm -hmm. even though we haven't. Mm -hmm. But I think bigger than that, more than that, 
most people struggle with time management. Mm -hmm. Like none of us are machines that manage everything perfectly all the time. And most people are, wherever people are on that spectrum of someone who's really put together and never late for a meeting versus someone who is living in constant chaos, pretty much all of those people will say, I'd really like help with time management. I'd really like to get my time management better in check, even people who are together. Or I don't have time for time management. Or I don't have time for time management. And that's the other thing, I guess, is to take on the work of making your company better and making things better, you have to have some resources for that. You have to have some time. If you want to improve your efficiency from 50% to 75%, that's worth investing because the return on that is huge. So when we start coaching folks, one of the first places we'll start is asking, where is your task list? Show me, if, if I'm your boss, show me everything that you're responsible for right now. And typically the response is puzzled or confused or they start rifling around inside of their computer or on their desk. Or they show you multiple sheets of paper with kind of different stuff scribbled on all of them or a notebook that they're kind of flipping through. Piles of post-it notes. Yep. It comes in all shapes and sizes, but it, it manifests largely the same. But the truth is we're big believers that you're not gonna be able to manage your time better if you don't start with a proper task list. That doesn't mean there's only one way to do it. It doesn't mean you have to do it exactly the way that we teach or else you're never gonna get your stuff in order. But if you don't have everything all written down in one place, it's really, really difficult to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. So that could, you could capture it in Outlook, you could capture it in OneNote. Uh, some folks use bullet journals. There are a lot of tech tools like uh, Trello and Teams, Microsoft Teams that can help you with that. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter which of those you're using. And we'll kind of run through at the end of this conversation and talk about what some of the upsides and downsides are of all of those different methods and how to figure out what's best for you. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter what you're using to hold everything together. There's really a science to, or I guess less a science and more an art to tasking, to keeping your stuff together, keeping yourself in order. So it's important to think about, are you going to use a paper system or an electronic system? There are benefits to both of them. Some folks really need to feel the the paper underneath their fingers. Some people, it just activates their brain in a different way to write it on paper, and it's not as real on the computer. And there are a whole host of benefits from using electronic methods, Mm -hmm. meaning that uh, it's harder to lose, it's easier to access from wherever you are, it's easier to share. share. Absolutely. So the simple components of tasking, you have to start thinking about how do you want to categorize or organize all of this information. If you have 350 tasks, like one of our clients did, and it wasn't organized, it was organized alphabetically. Just because that's how Outlook organizes it. How, and and we asked, how how do you get your arms around which tasks are more important than anything else? They were all past due. So due date doesn't necessarily even help. Yep. And and what he did was say, well, I'd start going through the A's yep. and then I get to a B and I see, oh, Boeing, I have I have Boeing tasks. And the, the folks at Zillow will never get help yep. because those tasks are the last on the list. Absolutely. So it is a good place to start, a good kind of zero point to just write everything down in one giant mess pile list. Just kind of a brainstorm. Brainstorm and get everything on paper. That can be helpful. 
and we use personal and professional. We want to make sure that those are included because you are a whole person, not, One person. not just a worker bee. Mm-hmm. So. But ultimately, it can be a good place to start to just write everything down in one place. But if you've ever done that before, you know that when you have everything all clustered together on one list, that is a really quick route to becoming overwhelmed and mm-hmm. frustrated. It just so you, starts to feel like a mess that you can't do anything with. Yeah, so you have to start thinking about what are different ways that you can organize the data. How can you look at this data in different ways? How can you sort it differently to get a better understanding for it? So I find that for me, I wear a lot of different hats right now. And for me, it makes a lot of sense to keep things organized by what kind of task I'm looking at. So I have accounting things that I do. I have marketing things that I do, like editing this podcast. I have things that I do specifically for clients. I have web development things I do. And for me, each one of those is a really different headspace, a different uh, area of, of my brain that I'm using. So it really makes a lot of sense for me to keep those organized. When I look at my, my to-dos by priority, what needs to be done today versus what needs to be done sometime in the future, if everything is all mixed together, it's really confusing for my brain to jump around between mm-hmm. those things. Whereas when I can look at them by what the different task is, accounting brain is really different from marketing brain. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of be in the right headset, right, right in the right headspace to, to think about those jobs. And so if we, we could have information about what type of work it is, uh, what project is it associated with, what's the priority level, and if it's an electronic format of tasking, then you can Uh, sort those based on those different filters or those different conditions to better understand what you're responsible for. But that's all stuff that you got to think about up front, even in electronic format. I mean, you could add that data later, but ultimately, even if we're putting it all into Outlook and we're going to sort by all these different things based on what kind of mood I'm in right now and how I need to look at my tasks, I need to think about what those tags are that get added or else I'm not going to have that information to sort it by. So what are the different elements of tasking? Well, so... (laughs) I don't know. You should. You're like the taskmaster. (laughs) You like that? I like that. You like that title? It's going on my business card. (laughs) Jason Sturgeon, professional taskmaster. And OneNote fanboy. Yes. There's, <laughs> so, there's duality there. So when we look at the different kind of elements of tasking, what the what's the point of tasking, mm-hmm. right? And the first obvious thing is that we get organized. We take everything that we have to do. It's often more than we can do in the time that we're given. And we put it all in one place so that we're always picking the things that we really want to be focused on it gets us organized it puts everything together on one page Mm -hmm. and so many times we'll just take this ball of tasks and just start pulling them out one by one sort of randomly out Mm -hmm. of a bucket rather than understanding what's more important or what could move a project forward we have no way to understand uh, the importance of those different pieces and how they interconnect or we wait for things to be on fire mm-hmm. and we're just constantly working only on what's on fire all the time and that's a great way to get your brain in a place mm-hmm. where you live like everything is on fire all the time. So another piece that's super important in terms of task management is if you have your tasks organized and prioritized and sorted, it's much, much easier to communicate to your boss what kind of workload you're managing mm-hmm. so that you could actually receive some additional support, some resource that you might not otherwise have access to. They might just think you're a hot mess if you don't have the ability to communicate what's on your plate right now. I 
also find it a lot easier to delegate when I have everything written down all in one place. If I have someone who wants to help me, when I'm keeping everything in my head, it's easy to just not really know what I can hand over. Mm -hmm. So something that I have spent a lot of time doing is writing down everything I need to do, everything I need to do, and then marking things. These are things that this person can help me with. These are things that this other person can help me with. So that I can kind of, when they come to me, when I, especially when you have a subordinate, and they come to you and say, what else can I do? You can look at that list and look for the purple stars and say, you can do this for me. So you're adding a resource list or a resource tag associated with that task for different mm -hmm. people who could help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what is a task? Well, so... <laughs> What is a task? What is a task? Come on, Mary. Well, and so that, that's... Top quiz. So this is kind of in the category of things that it seems like a dumb question. A task is something you have to do. Tie my shoes? That is a task. Nope, I don't have shoelaces. It's the, oh, no, you're wearing your man sandals today. You don't have shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> that task is done. But the point is, I think... Once we get through recognizing the value of keeping everything in one place and, and doing this tasking thing, then the next thing that becomes a challenge is we all think it seems like common sense to just write down what you have to do. Mm -hmm. But people can often be overwhelmed by, do I need to write down every single little step? Do I write down that I stapled the pages? And then I Sharpen write down my pencil. that, yeah, I put them in the envelope and then I licked the stamp. I ordered more pencils. Do you lick stamps anymore? Do they have any stamps that you lick anymore? Just, just expensive ones. If you like got them out of a museum and licked them. It's like a stamp collection. That's Yeah, yeah. but that's not selling. They only sell self-adhesive now, right? I don't know. I think it's true. Stamp aficionados. Yeah, Tell let us, us know. Can you? We do need they, to know. Do they make stamps with glue anymore? Lick, you could still lick the adhesive ones. That's true. That's a good point. Okay. Okay. That's that. fair. So, so <laughs> the point so, is, you don't need every little single detail of the task, mm -hmm. and only you can decide. This is kind of part of the art of tasking. Only you can decide what the right breakdown is to let you better get through the flow of your day. Mm -hmm. This is a five-minute item. Right, ten-minute item. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it really is up to you to set that scope. But uh, people can often fall down the rabbit hole of either getting bogged down in too much detail mm -hmm. or zooming back too far. So they say, uh, "I worked on safety stuff all day today," and that's not necessarily enough does that detail. Right? I did accounting today. Mm -hmm. That's not enough detail. I, I built a site-specific safety plan for X project. There you go. Right. That's a task. That's a task. Yeah. So understanding kind of what the right level of detail is to define a task is the first part of, of being able to write a good task list. And so we want to make sure that we include enough detail so that we, we understand what it is that the task involves. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to write a full-blown description, but we want to carefully pick a couple of words that, that communicate what was involved in that process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then I think understanding how to prioritize our tasks really comes back to understanding when things are really due. Mm -hmm. When do they turn into a pumpkin? Yep, absolutely. So some things have obvious and natural due dates. Mm -hmm. That is due by this date. But even then, it can make sense to actually set your own due date for it a little before that. So mm -hmm. that if you get overwhelmed or if life happens, then you've got it done a little ahead of time. Yep. Uh, but some things don't have obvious due dates. 
And it's important when you can to add due dates to those things because otherwise they will stay at the bottom of the list. Even if something doesn't have a natural due date, it's important that we apply one. Uh, but it can, there can be tasks that it makes more sense to set those aside in kind of a, a separate when possible list. Mm -hmm. Things that really don't matter when you do them. So these are nice to haves? These are nice to haves. These are things that it's not, it's not crucial mm -hmm. at any point. Um, so one of the things, although I suppose it needs a deadline maybe, but one of the things that we have there is uh, we keep meaning to review our whole website and kind of start cleaning some things up. We've got some old terminology on there. We've updated a lot of things and we want to like go through our whole website and clean everything up. And that's sitting in a when possible category right now because as much as it would be nice to do, it's not a thing that really has a natural due date of any kind. And if it waits a while, that's okay. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of different ways that we can organize and communicate our workload to other people. And one of my, my favorite methods of communicating this uh, was, was uh, used by a client of ours. So what they do every morning in staff meeting, every single morning, is they sit at a table for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and they talk about what it is that they have on deck, what they have to do. And a lot of, a lot of companies do that. Yeah. They meet up and they just talk about what's going on today. Mm -hmm. But the unique angle that they take is they all have poker chips. And the poker chips represent different blocks of time. So it could be between 50, 15 minutes and an hour. And for every task, as they're sharing what it is that they have to do, they're dropping down a poker chip to represent the amount of time they expect to spend that day in getting their tasks done. Mm -hmm. And so then the neat thing that happens at the end of that process is you'll look at your stack of poker chips and realize that there's no way you can get all of your work done and maybe other folks at the table have extra bandwidth that that if you have two poker chips that are laid down and I have 20, mm -hmm. then we could help resort or reprioritize some of that work as a team. Yep, absolutely. Another thing that's great about a thing like that is that sometimes when you do a task like that, you can realize that what takes you mm -hmm. 15 minutes takes me two hours. So you almost have a bidding competition. So if I go to set down two hours worth of poker chips mm -hmm. and say, this is how long it's gonna take me to do this task, and you're sitting across the table and you go, wait a minute, that would only take me 15 minutes. Maybe it makes sense for me to give you that task. Mm -hmm. Maybe it makes sense for you to show me how you could do it in 15 minutes. And if you communicate that this is gonna take me two hours to do, mm -hmm. I don't understand how it could take anybody two hours to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have a conversation to find a faster way to do it, or maybe you're doing it the backwards way. Or maybe I'm doing it with much more detail and mm -hmm. in a better way than you're doing it, yeah. but you're doing it more efficiently and faster, and maybe we find out between the two of us that the best way to do it actually takes 30 or 40 minutes. With my help, we could do it in five minutes, man. <laughs> Go the hacker's reference. A 1990s. Hackers movie. That was our like whole teenage aesthetic. Hack the Gibson. <laughs> that is a good jetpack. Hack the Gibson or Hack, Hack the Planet? Hack the Planet. Hack the Planet. Hack the good. Planet. That was like YouTube before YouTube was YouTube. You it know? was, yeah. Pre-YouTube. Pre-YouTube. Man, it was so good. If you have not seen that movie, go is see it. Laser. Is it Laser and Blade? Is that it? Is that who they were? <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember. I mean, that seems right. Laser and blade. Laser I feel and like blade. That right. I feel I, like that's right. I feel like it is. You know what we should do? Hmm. We should try to convince Cinerama 
to do hackers. hackers. Oh yeah. And then all the like all of the Jarrets and Jarrets can come out and see yeah. hackers. It's have, it'll be a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole have thing. Beers and sausages and hackers. What? That sounds like the best party I've ever heard it's pretty of. Pretty good. Uh, so then the other thing that you can do is integrate um, your tasks on your calendar. Right, so you could use the poker chip method. That's one way to communicate it. But it's important that, and we teach this in Outlook, in our Outlook training class, that it's important to get your tasks into Outlook and then port those to your calendar so that you can actually see your blocks of time that that you're going to spend on that day. So you want to set up in the in the beginning of the day to kind of chart out how you intend to spend your time. And then at the end of the day, you reflect on where your time went. If you've ever had those days where you get to the end of it and you can't remember what you actually got done today, mm-hmm. then you should really think about using a calendar tracking method to track your tasks and figure out uh, what do you want to achieve and then reflect on what you did achieve. Well, another thing that's good about this is it's kind of the same element of, as the poker chip meetings where in the way that if I say it takes two hours to do and you say it doesn't, we can have that conversation if I plan my day out and I think a task is gonna take me 20 minutes to do, and I get to the end of the day and it actually ended up taking me an hour and a half, if I didn't put it on the calendar and I didn't really think it through, then I can get to the end of the day and just go, where did the day go? And not really think about the fact that I misestimated how long that was gonna take me, and I'll continue estimating in the future that a task like that would take me 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you actually put it on your calendar, guess how long it's gonna take, get to the end of the day, see how long it actually took, you will get better at estimating your own time. You will have a better sense for yourself of how long it takes you to do something like what you're doing. So you can get better at estimating your own time if you're actually paying attention to how long it took you to do the things that you did. And so we advocate taking that practice for for any process. Mm-hmm. So if you're you're paying attention to what your production rates look like, we talk about this in boot camp, mm-hmm. it's important that we gather that information and inform estimating to figure out how long or how accurate was the estimate. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, in our estimating process of how long is this task going to take me, mm-hmm. we should take that information and then inform ourselves when we're there again tomorrow mm-hmm. doing it again to help improve our estimate of, of our time expenditure. You can estimate you can estimate how long it takes you to put together an estimate. That's right. You can estimate you your estimating. Totally could. You could. And you should <laughs> you be. You should actually. You should be, right? On a project of that meta. size, yeah, we should <laughs> estimate how long it's going to take us to do the estimate. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the real power of, of tasking, though, is in the ability to share your status and your workload with other people. Mm-hmm. So when you can, so there are a few elements of this. You can share it with your boss. And when you're getting a lot of like, what what are you doing all day? Mm -hmm. Then you have this information all in one place where you can say, this is what I did all day. So there's a a common sentiment that is, uh, and my ears will prick up anytime I hear these types of phrases. I work hard. Mm -hmm. I work hard. I I work harder than Joe. I work Mm -hmm. harder. I, I deserve more. And then when you back up and zoom out a little bit, you, you ask, what does that mean? What does it mean if you say you work hard? Mm-hmm. How do we know how effectively you're working compared to anybody else if we're using those types of phrases? And a hard part here is it could be that you do work very hard, mm-hmm. but are working really inefficiently. Oh, yeah. So all of your energy gets converted to heat and light mm-hmm. instead of productive 
productive work. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes the people who work longer hours are less effective and less productive, less profitable. So when we hear those words, I work hard, it doesn't mean that that we scrutinize them, but we should start asking questions about what does that mean? Mm -hmm. How do we measure whether or not you're working hard? And a properly developed and shareable tasking system gives you the ability to, to translate what that actually means. And this can also be great because if I have a task that I need help with, I have too much on my list today and I have too many deadlines that are today and I need help, often what we have happen is, so I need help from my coworkers. We're not talking about a situation where I'm delegating to somebody. These are peers. These are my peers. Mm -hmm. And I can go run up and down the hall and say, hey, can you help me with this? And you say, no, no, I've got way too much going on today. I have a, I have a bunch of deadlines too. And go all the way up and down the hall and waste an hour of my time on a day when I have too many things to do trying to find someone who can help me. Mm-hmm. When we have team shared tasking, then you can just take a look and see how many things are on everyone's list and what those deadlines look like and find the person who maybe is less busy than everyone else, who is the best chance at being able to help you today. Mm -hmm. And so we set that type of shared tasking up pretty frequently. And what that allows you to do is just poke around. Uh, You don't even have to get up. You don't have to disturb anybody, but you can understand what everybody's carrying that day. And maybe Tom has some extra bandwidth. I'm gonna go check in and see if I can add something to his plate to, to get a hand. Yep, absolutely. Right, so that's kind of the fundamentals, the, the ABCs of tasking. Mm-hmm. And of course, we, we address tasking in our on-point time management course and also in uh, Smart Search, Microsoft Outlook class, and OneNote, we talk about tasking. We talk about tasking all over the place. This yeah. is, again, because this is really that the base of the pyramid of getting your life and your work in order. Mm-hmm. So to kind of talk through a few different kind of use cases, a few different ways that you can put this together. Uh, The simplest way is most of us are using Outlook all the time anyway. We're using it for our email. We're looking at it all day. And Outlook tasks can be a really great, really streamlined way to look at everything you need to do. And you can even be able to drag that into your calendar and plan your day that way. So Outlook tasks are a really good, simple way. However, aside from some kind of advanced level setups using SharePoint, Outlook tasks are generally just for you. Generally siloed to one person. That's just for yourself. Again, we can share visibility, but it gets very clunky very fast. So when we're looking for that team visibility and that shared visibility, then we really like using OneNote for that. Uh, OneNote is part of Office. It's free if you have Office, then it's there. It's free if you don't have it. It's free if you don't have it. That's true, it's just free now. And you can be able to put everybody's tasks there and everyone can see what everyone else is doing, Mm -hmm. which is really helpful. Uh, Microsoft Teams is something that they're putting a lot of time and effort into right now. It's changing all the time. And uh, we haven't spent a lot of time with Teams, but so far in the kind of looking at it we've done, it's kind of a cool product. It's worth looking at. It's it's a lot like the same as if you've used Trello. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of Microsoft's answer to Trello. Yeah, but there are a hundred thousand different 
tasking softwares out there, project management software, team software yep. that's available. And it's more important that you pick the one that works well for you. Yep. And finally, the one that, that I always talk about that Jason kind of rolls his eyes at because he's ah. all electronic tasking all the time. But bullet journaling is something that works really well for a lot of people. and uh, For individuals. Yes. So... Yeah, you can. Sh- well, you could share your. And again, so bullet journaling could kind of go with like a, a big marker board. If you had a company of, mm-hmm. of creatives, that could be something that could work really well. So the upside of bullet journaling is so the downside is obviously it's on paper or on a marker board. So it's not electronic. You don't have that element of sharing with anyone and everyone or keeping it on the cloud and or updating it, it, right? Updating it on the fly and it actually pushes to other areas of your company. But the upside is when you if you go and you you do a quick Google search for bullet journaling, you'll see that the people who it speaks the most to are people who kind of have an artistic direction in their life. That's and not me. That is also not me. I'm very much not artistic. I'm not I'm not anti-art. No, I'm just the awesome. opposite of art. We're just bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just bad at it. But people who like to like to draw, like to mm-hmm. express themselves creatively, that can be a great way to have that be kind of a part of your tasking system. It, it infuses it with a certain value to you when you have every single spread in there has your own artwork that you've made. It kind of forces you to create that time to get to draw a little and doodle a little. So if that's not something you care about in your life, like you, Jason, yes. then it's not going to be a value to you. It's going to yeah. feel like a waste of time. Yeah. But if I'm a frustrated artist and I want to draw and I never get to, setting up my spread for the month is time to draw and again it infuses that journal with this sense of of kind of meaning because my art is in there Mm -hmm. Uh, and again if we had a a big marker board that like the whole team if we had like a the kind of team that was full of creatives and we're all doodling and drawing on the marker board that could be a really cool central part of our office and from my functional mindset i'd say if you improve your efficiency by 25 percent then you have extra room to doodle it's true. But again, if it's the doodling is integrated mm-hmm. with your tasking, mm-hmm. then there is a there is a Let us agree to disagree. What's it called when it it's more synergy? Yes, there is a synergy there. Synergistic. <laughs> it is synergistic. More than the sum of its parts. Yes. It yeah. can and I think you have to make room for the idea that different people's brains are activated by different things Mm -hmm. and the thing about tasking is anyone can figure out how to do it it's not a complicated thing to do the hard part about tasking is doing it every day Mm -hmm. all the The discipline piece Mm -hmm. because if you don't do it it doesn't do you any good it's true all right anything else on tasking uh i don't think so i think we we stayed pretty on task we did this episode just Task mastering through. It's true. So well, ha- hack the planet. Hack the planet. That's a jetpack. Yeah. Can you? In with my help, we can do it in four minutes, man. <laughs> you can find us. You can find us on LinkedIn. We're we're there. I'm there now. Jason Sturgeon, Mary Sturgeon. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> You're LinkedIning right now I am. as we speak. You can find us at www.thecriticalpathwithmaryandjason.com. That's the podcast website. Find us on Arcade Wayfinding. You can. And actually, the podcast website is about to get a facelift. Please. 
because Jason just complained about it. Yes, I'm good at that. Yeah, he's very good at that. It's right now when you, well, yeah, by the time this goes up, we'll see. But we'll see. right now when you click on it, you just get like an RSS feed. It's just like a, a feed that that's the kind of the natural resting place of how your phone wants to download the podcast. What is RSS anyway? Real simple syndication. I think they could have come up with a simpler name. RSS is pretty simple. It is. Real simple syndication? Yeah, real simple syndication. It might be really simple syndication. Okay. One of the two. Well, we need to work on that with them. Well, I don't know who them really is. Who decided that? Like, it's a really, you know who? Uh, RSS Master General. Ooh, okay. <laughs> the general. The general. Decided that. Love it. Okay. So we're going to work on that. It, yeah, it takes you to the Blueberry link, which is the hosting that we work with. Yeah, not great. I told you I'm going to fix it. So we're going to fix that. I feel like we need a little dude here. Do, do, do. Like yeah. a little, because, okay, so we have a video game kind of icon. If you listen to this podcast through any sort of podcast app on your phone, you'll have probably seen it. it looks like almost like a little Mario. We need to put Jared on there. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> we're going to creep Jared out if we put him on our podcast graphic. <laughs> That might be a lot, you know? I don't know. I don't think 8-bit so. Jarrett? Yeah. We can give Gowan a picture of Jarrett and have him oh, make a little 8-bit Jarrett? Totally. <laughs> Love it. So, what? Oh, well, we were talking about updating the link to the podcast. Yeah. And you can find us at www.arcanewayfinding.com. Yes, I already said that. And you can find more information about the Jetpack cohort at www.chubbybunny.com. Jetpack Cohort, um, not Chubby Bunny. That game is dangerous, Jason. Teenagers have died playing that game. Again? <laughs> not, not recently. <laughs> that was back in our day. Yeah. I don't think they actually did. I don't think anyone ever I think died. The sugar playing. would just dissolve. Yeah, you I, know? Don't, I don't think anyone died playing Chubby Bunny. <laughs> we get a bunch of like angry comments. <laughs> oh yeah! All our kids died playing Chubby Bunny. No. Okay. Uh, you can also find us at Arcane Bootfinder on Twitter. You don't care about. Is Twitter. there anything actually on Twitter? Like links to the podcast. <laughs> Got it. There's gonna be more soon. I'm working on it. Got it. I'm working on it. Watch I'm work- for it. Yeah. So watch for it. I don't know if we have a lot of outtakes. Jason's been very like serious is, today. Like- We've had a bit in this last couple of minutes. In the last here. couple of minutes, edit some of this into the outtakes. Oh, yeah. I am working on the Jetpack Cohort website as we speak. Where's <laughs> your keyboard? <laughs> as, do it. as we speak. Uh, and that's going to be getting more information all the time. That's how you build websites. That is how I build websites. It's true. Just Smash on the keyboard. Two hands on the keyboard, and next thing you know, there it is. Uh, but... We are, we're still ramping that up, and we are going to be working over the next couple of days on getting our party planned out, and there'll be start, start being more information about that, so hopefully some of you can come to the party. Watch for it. Watch for it. All right. Crap. What? The workers are coming back. <laughs> They're not coming back. They're so fun. I know, you're beating up my microphone. But the point is, they're gone and you're still cranky. Oh, so cranky.
And I think that's, that's it. it. Do we have anything else to say about Jack Hackover? No, I'm out of here. You're out. You're you were gone two minutes ago. I was gone before I got here. I. That's actually true. I've got I've got tasks to manage. Do you? Yeah. Where are you managing your tasks? In my mind, where oh. everyone responsibly manages their tasks oh, from. Oh, that's the wrong answer. You can't manage your tasks in your mind. That's uh, the only wrong answer. Outlook. It is Outlook. Let's see. Oh, there's a lot of red going on there in your is. Outlook. Yeah, those are my optional ones, though. It's hard because we always create stuff in training sessions, too. So then there are always, like, your real ones. They and show up. All your ones that you just created. Do the thing. I have so many do the things. <laughs> If you go look at all your completed tasks, mm-hmm. you see do the thing like a lot. 30 times. Yes. I'm going to search for do the thing. Oh, oh, they're back now. They're serious. Oh, that's a lot of do the things. See? They're urgent. Urgent do the thing. Mm-hmm.